Hello and thank you for joining us for uh, our devotional. Short time in the Word of God each day. Uh, I'm not going to do this ongoing for years and years. I just had it on my heart to do this for a short period of time just to help focus us in the Word and, and in things that God is saying to us as His people. So we've looked at various things and, in, in the, and yesterday particularly, we, we talked about the purity of the Word. And how we are to long for and crave the pure word of God. We saw in, 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 uh, in Peter where it says, uh, desire the sincere. And, and translations say pure. Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And, and, and I want to just keep going on some things about the word itself. I said to you that, that God wants us to hunger for and to long for and to crave his word. God, God, is, God wants us to, to want the purity of the word. And we ought not tolerate getting low quality word, word that's mixed in with man's ideas and other things. We want the purity of his word. And, 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 and God's, God's just stirred on my heart in some areas that I want to stir you. And I want to really encourage you and build you up with some things about the word of God today. Because, you know, some Christians have not... Uh, seen the value and importance of the word uh, and some Christians uh, you know they they try to get things from God they seek after things from God without realizing that that those things God has intended that those things come to us through his word many people are looking for answers many Christians that you know they, they people run around and they want somebody to give them a word from God or they're looking for someone who, who who has a deliverance ministry somebody who can get me delivered or they're looking for someone somebody who can get me healed and, and we've not realized we've not really grasped the fact that these these things are in the word God God has put the things that we need in his word uh, you know, many, many years ago, as I was starting in ministry, maybe 26 years ago, uh, as a young minister, uh, the, the Spirit of God, he gave me a commission and the commission on my life as to what I was, do, was to do. And it was this, to focus on the word of God as the standard for truth in the church, to focus on the word. Now, I believe God wants wants us to learn how to focus on his word. The enemy has worked hard at getting the word of God out of the church. It, right, since, right since the start of the church, in the time of Paul, as Paul went about preaching, the, other people would start coming and preach other ideas. And Paul had to defend the purity of the word. But if, if you look through church history, you'll see over and over again, the enemy has done things to get the word of God out of the church. Now, today, some Christians don't realize the importance of the word and the, the need for the word. And, 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 and we, need to, we need to pause for a moment and ask ourselves, why over the last 2000 years has the enemy done everything he can to keep the word out of the church? Why, if it's not that important, if, if, if we can have a strong, healthy spiritual life and walk in the fullness of what God has for us without the word of God, why has the enemy tried so hard to keep the word out of the church? You know, if you go back thousand, one and a half thousand years, you'll see that for a long time, the word of God was, was kept out of the hands of, of, of most 
believers, most people who attend church. It was kept locked away and, and, and kept in a language that most people couldn't even speak anymore. And they would say, oh, you can only read the Bible in this language. And, and most people couldn't read the Bible. And, and you see, what, 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 was what was the intention of that? It was to keep the word of God out of people's hands. And, and one, of the, one of the driving forces behind what we call the Reformation, which was when God began to move in his church and reform it and bring it back to the, the principles that he had started on, the, on in the first place. One of the driving forces behind the Reformation was to get the word of God into the hands of people. And, and the people, there were people who gave their lives for this. People were burnt at the stake just for translating the word of God. Just for getting the word back into churches and back into the hands of believers and for re-emphasizing and saying we need to draw back onto what the word is saying. That's, that's a large part of what the Reformation was. That's a large part of what has driven the, the different revivals through history is a turning back to the word. And, 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 and yet in our generation, Christians despise the word at times and they lower the quality like it's not that important. History tells us the story that every time the word of God comes back to the center and is re-emphasized in the church. And every time we draw back to the truths of the word, we begin to see God moving and things happen because we've not realized that God works with his word. We've not realized the central importance of the word of God. You cannot, you cannot have healthy Christianity without the word taking the place it's supposed to have. And when I say the word, I'm not saying man's ideas about the word. I'm not saying man's teachings that, that, that are twisting the word of God into the way we wanted to say. That's why yesterday I talked about the purity of the word, the pure word of God, the, the re-emphasis back to what is God actually saying. And, and history, the history of revivals tells us a passage. So often when we talk about revivals, we talk about the people God used and the revivalists. But actually, if you look at their message, if you look at what they were emphasizing, if you look at what they were drawing people back to, they were drawing people back to the truths that the church started on in the first place. And if we want a revival and we want a move of God in our generation, and I believe God wants this, I believe that we are standing on the verge of an incredible move of God. But we have got to get back to the pure simplicity and the pure truths of the word of God. This has always been a way God has moved in his church. And this is why the enemy wants to tell people, oh, you don't need the word of God. All you need is this and all you need is Jesus, but you don't need the word. And I've tried to show you in the last few days that to be a follower of Jesus is to be a follower of his word. Be wary of statements people make that sound good, but are not actually in line with what God's saying. Oh, oh we just need Jesus, not the word. No, 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 no. We, he gave us his word. And to get back to the purity of the word of God is to get back to the purity of him and to follow him and to follow his ways. People have followed man's ideas, man's interpretations, man's doctrines about the word of God. And there is a call in our day to come back to the pure simplicity of the truths of the word of God. And if we're going to see and we're going to walk in the revival and the move of God and the manifestation of God, where he wants it, we need to learn the lessons from history 
Every time the enemy has tried to get the word out of the church, every time the enemy has tried to mix the word with other things, mix it with doctrines that water it down, mix it with traditions. But God, when he raises up revivalists, one of the big things is they pull people back to a truth of the word in a particular area. And you see, even in recent decades, we had, there was an emphasis on the word. People call it a word movement. I want to tell you something. There's no such thing as a word movement. The, the word of God is not just a movement that happens in the church sometimes. Jesus said we are to abide in his word. We are to dwell. Why did God have to bring the word, what was called a word movement into the church? It's because we weren't. We were not abiding in it. But he didn't bring the word in so that we could have a movement and then move past it and then go on to something else. He brought it back in because he wants us to dwell in that place of the word of God in our lives. <clears throat> because that causes healthy spiritual growth. And it is vital that we get a hold of and walk in these truths. Now, I want to stir you in some areas. And, and I'm, yes, I'm passionate about the word. Because God has always driven my heart. The, the need to emphasize and draw Christians, focus in on the word and draw them to the truths of the word of God. Because that is where we will find the life and the, breath, the fresh breath and the move of God that can happen in the church the way God wants it to. As long as we're not getting coming back to the pure simplicity of the word, as long as we're focusing on other things, and as long as there's a complete mixture of doctrines that are coming out of man's ideas that are taking precedence in people's belief systems, we're not going to step into many things. And right now, I believe God is calling people back to the pure simplicity of the truths of his word. He's calling individual Christians, get back into the word of God. Let the word of God take precedence. Let the word of God take the place in your life that it needs to begin to take. And we need to start getting rid of these ideas that the enemy wants us to believe that the word is not important. The word, oh, we don't need the word. We don't need the Bible. All we need is this. All we need is that. No, we need the word. Draw back. The revival, the driving force between behind revivals through history. Yes, it's been the Spirit of God, but it's also been the Word of God. People say, oh, we just need the Spirit of God. Hold on a second. Jesus said in John 14, 15, and 16 that the Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And he will show you the things that I have said. One of the primary focuses of the Spirit of God is to draw us back onto what he said and onto his word. We must think the Holy Spirit is just my helper who will give me encouragement through the day. No, he is the spirit of truth. He brings people. And what is truth? Truth is the word. The spirit of God. If we want a true move of the spirit of God, we need a true move of the word of God. They move together. Now, I want to read you something. Yes, I'm passionate today. <laughs> and this, I haven't even got to half of what I want to say, but it's all right. We'll keep going on this. But there's such a need. There is a drawing back to the word of God. And individual Christians, we need to begin to hunger for the purity of the word of God in our lives and bring ourselves back to a place where we are listening to nothing but the purity of the word and teaching that is in line with the purity of the word of God. And let's get rid of all the extras that, that we've added in with man's traditions and ideas. And let's say, what is God actually saying?
And from our pulpits, like I said yesterday, it ought to be important to every one of us as Christians that what we are exposing ourselves to and what we are listening to and what we are allowing our, to put our lives under in the churches we attend, we, it ought to be important to us that the word is what is coming from the pulpit. We don't want traditions anymore. We ought not tolerate a, a watered down, low quality, poor quality word coming at us in the preaching. Now, we might say, well, the preachers need to change. No, individual Christians, we need to, to, to come to the point. We don't tolerate that anymore. And we want the pure simplicity. We cry out for the word. And we seek after teachers and ministers that are going to give us the purity of the word. Let me read you one something from Isaiah 55 here. Isaiah 55 and verse 8 says this. From, you know this verse, but let me, let, me, let me show you something that it says. I want to stir you about this. In verse 8 and 9, God talks about my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And then in verse 10, he starts to talk about the rain, the rain. And he says this, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven. Now, many times in the Bible, when we think about rain, we think about the Holy Spirit. Water is a big symbol of the Holy Spirit. He's described as being rivers and rain and all kinds of things. Okay, so often when we think of water, we think about the Holy Spirit, but actually water is also typical of the word. The Bible talks about the washing of water with the word. And here he talks about, he's giving an illustration of the rain coming down and the snow from heaven. And he says, and do not return there, but water the earth. That rain, or even the snow, that rain, let's just focus on the rain for now, that rain coming down from heaven, it waters the earth. Now, the dry earth, where there's been dryness, where things have been parched and barren, and there's been no life happening. And sometimes if, if there's been a drought and there's been a lack of rain, the earth can become hardened and dry and, and nothing can grow. There's no life. There's no movement there. I remember growing up seeing nature programs and you, they'll show you the different seasons, like, for example, somewhere in Africa, and you'll go through the dry season and, 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 and the animals are thin and famished and starving and, and they've got no food and there's no life and everything's dry and dead. And, and suddenly one thing happens, one thing changes. It starts to rain. And suddenly rain as it rains, the, the dryness begins to flourish again. Plants begin to pop out. You begin to see the animals running around and, and life begins to flow, going from a dry, dead, barren environment to an environment where life is flowing and, and, and th fruit and things are happening. One thing changed. The rainy season came. And you see, this is what he's saying here in this passage, the rain coming down and watering the earth. And he says, and make it bring forth and bud. He says that rain has the power to force the earth into production and to cause growth and to cause life to happen. That it may bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, why, why did he talk to, why did he give us that illustration of rain in verse 10? Listen to verse 11. So shall my word be so in other words in the same way that the rain has the power to bring life where there's been dryness has the power to to bring things back to life where there's been a barrenness so shall my word be what's god trying to tell us here 
What is he trying to say? His word has the power to bring life where there's been death. His word has the power to bring refreshing. It has the power of the rain that has the power to bring things back to life where there's been dryness, where there's been no move of God, where there's been no move of the spirit of God. God says, introduce the purity of my word. And it'll do to the church what the rain does to the earth. That's why the enemy has done everything he can to keep the word out of the church. Because a wordless church dries up. I've heard Christians say, oh, teaching of the word is dry. No, 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 no. You got it all the wrong way around. Teaching the word is not dry. Teaching man's ideas might be dry. Teaching the word brings rain that brings life. And God is wanting to bring his people back to the purity of the word, to hunger, to long for, to seek for, to desire the word of God in our lives, because it has the power to bring the revival that we are craving, that we are hearts are saying, God, we need revival. History tells us over and over again, the revival doesn't just come by God pouring out his spirit. It comes by God raising up revivalists who start to draw the church back onto the truths of the word. And as they draw people back, and as they begin to preach the pure simplicity of the word, the spirit of God falls on those revivalists and moves with the word that they are preaching. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna preach this morning. I'm passionate about this, but I want this to stir you up. I want us to begin to realize, let me read one more phrase. I've gone a little bit longer today, but God wants, God is calling back to the purity of his word because he wants to bring fresh life and fresh breath and fresh rain into the churches where there's been deadness, where there's been dryness. Churches that have not seen a move of God for decades or hundreds of years, some of them. If they will open their doors, if they will open their hearts, if believers will open their hearts to the word of God and the pure simplicity of the word of God and long for it and crave for it and come back to the word, we will have that revival. Let me read you one thing that out of verse 11 says, so, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. I just want you to see that one phrase. It shall accomplish. The, the word of God has the power to accomplish things. It has the power to do things. The word of God is able to do things that we can't do. Let's begin to crave it. Let's begin to hunger it. Let's begin to draw back to the pure hunger for the word of God. And I pray this message this morning stirs you up. I pray it really draws you. Says, I want to begin. That's what I want, Lord. I want the word. I want to get back to your word because I recognize that in your word, there is life. In your word, there is power. In your word, there is healing. There is deliverance. There is freedom. There is everything I need. You've put it in the word of God. I don't need to run around looking for those things everywhere else. I need to come back and crave and long for the word. Let's do that. So, Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. And I thank you, Father God, that as we draw back to the truths of your word and as we begin to focus in and as we begin to recognize the need for the word of God and the purity of your word in the church, I thank you, Father God, that you will begin to move in ways that we in our hearts have been hungering for and craving for and desiring. And I believe we'll see it. And I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. And thank you very much for listening today. We will be back tomorrow with a bit more.